to the Education Station podcast. This is your host, Leslie Milder, and I'm Jane Braddock. And we are doing the very, very first podcast ever, y'all. Um, people seem to think we ought to be doing this, so now we are. What the heck? Um, we got the the, the college uh, sophomore here with the you know film major. He's got this Hello. all hooked up. Got the fuzzy microphone, headphones. We're legit. Got the whole thing. Yeah, it's like a soundboard with buttons. Play us a side effect, uh, a a sound effect. Oh Oh my god! Oh my god! This is not going well. Oh come on now! Push the all the new technology. Uh, Push the purple one. There we go. What's purple do? That's crickets. Oh, we don't want crickets. We don't want crickets. We've got some magic. We got some magic sounds. That's oh, what we we're magical. Yeah. Yes, Bring absolutely. We're magic. we're here to talk about public school magic, so that's perfect. Yeah. Well, for most of you listening, um, you've probably seen us at your school district somewhere at a convocation or in a training, or you've heard about Friends Text Public Schools and you're checking us out. Um, so a lot of you may already kind of know who Jane and I are. Um, but for those of you who are new, um, I am Leslie Milder. I am um a proud product of the public school system here in the state of Texas. I am a public school parent. So we have three kids. My husband Scott and I do. We have um, a college sophomore, a college freshman, and a high school freshman. So we've lived the public school life and are living the public school life. Um, And I am a Texas uh, public school teacher. So my background is all public school. I actually grew up in the public school system. I come from teacher DNA. My mom taught um, elementary school, and my two aunts, my mom's sisters, also were teachers. So, you know, they would all help each other in the in the summer and get their rooms ready for back to school. So they were always dragging me from somebody's unair conditioned classroom to the next one, um, helping them get their rooms ready for back to school. So I have been here since the cradle. But now, Jane, your story is a little different. I am not teacher DNA. But I'm passing on teacher DNA. Uh, We have three kids. One um, is a real live adult out in the world. She's a business owner. But the middle one is a college sophomore, and she is an education major. And then we have a freshman in college also. So our kids, um, and that story will come out as we move along. Leslie and I have kids the same age, and that's kind of how we met. But I decided about second grade that school was what I wanted to do. Mrs. Bennett sang and danced and had every marker and colored pencil and notepad. And she was all about school. She was awesome. And I thought, if I have to go to work when I grow up, that's the kind of job that I want. And so here I am. I taught public school. All my experience is also public school. I taught public school for 13 years. All of my experience has been elementary, but I'm also a card carrier. Uh, I'm also principal certified, which um, allows me to do some kind of interesting sub jobs Uh, in the spring. Usually the last few years I've gotten to do that. And that's really fun getting to be with people. Um, I love, although I love this and love traveling Texas and encouraging teachers and reminding them of the power of their own words. I do miss the classroom. I miss the kids. I miss the team. I miss the camaraderie. Um, There's a lot of great things going on in schools, but it's really fun traveling Texas and being getting to be with my BFF and talking about a job that we have loved our entire lives. Yes. People that don't like school, I don't get them because school is awesome. That's dumb. 
But uh, so we're hoping that we will maybe get some listenership and we'll be coming up with some (laughs) topics to talk to you about. It's crazy to me that people want to listen to us talk more. Um, when our own families are like, please stop Stop talking. Um, yeah, but we do, we are just, um, yeah, we are two, two girls who are really passionate about the public school system. We love kids. We love the work that's being done in our public school system. Um, and, uh, Scott and I founded Friends of Texas Public Schools in 2004 because that's what we wanted to do. Our original goal, we just wanted to tell people all the good stuff that was happening because so much of what, uh, gets talked about is the the bad stuff, you know, the one thing that went wrong somewhere, not all the good stuff that happens in our public schools every day. And there are a lot of people who work in our public school system on a daily basis who don't deserve that negative rhetoric about education because they are killing themselves. They're teaching their faces off every day. um, And they are trying to make the best decisions they possibly can for kids. And they deserve to have a positive voice out there, somebody championing them and celebrating what they're all about. Well, and our kids are good. Our kids are getting a bad rap in that as well. And kids today are more socially aware and more teamwork oriented and mm-hmm. just just better people. I, I high school kids, yeah. and even though I'm a little scared to teach in the high school setting, I wow. love high school kids. Kids trying to figure out yes. their way in life, and but they're good. I mean, they're doing great things. They're civically minded and way more socially aware than I ever was at their age. Mm-hmm. Way more an accepting generation, too, yes. I think, of accepting of their peers and everybody's um, unique abilities. Um, and they're just, I mean, they're really good kids. And the people who give of themselves to work in our public schools are um, amazing people who who love kids. They're They're not there because they want to, you know, do wrong by kids they're there because they want to help make a different make a difference with the kids in our schools and so we want to celebrate them and you know this isn't a podcast that's just for classroom teachers we want to make that pretty clear too I mean it can be for um we'll we'll, we'll talk about all aspects of education but when we talk about educators really and truly we mean everybody who works um in the public school system because from transportation um custodial paraprofessionals grounds crew maintenance yes. everybody I, I was food I'm nutrition a, i'm a great classroom teacher but if somebody doesn't bring the, the kiddos to me i cannot teach them mm-hmm. and it takes all of us working together for good for kids to keep this plane in the air and i will always have the heart of a teacher but i also love a bus driver and love a nurse and love a librarian yes. And student nutrition, uh, you gotta love them. They can make you some good rolls and stuff. Oh my so gosh, yes. You gotta I do love them. Miss up. That. Right. The Thanksgiving meal is coming too, and I'm I'm real sad because I don't have any elementary kids, so I'm gonna have to borrow somebody's kids so I can go eat the Thanksgiving meal in the cafeteria. Yeah, because I've eaten that for like a past forty oh, forty something years. years. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So that's, that's real good. I, that's my favorite day in of, of cafeteria. Food. Fills up all the little holes in the tray. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, I mean our custodial staff. I mean I can't do my job. Um, without the custodial staff and, you know, keeping our buildings clean and, and really even the relationships that they are building with our kids. You know, it's, it's not just about their job description, but they are people who, you know, a lot of our kid every kid needs somebody at school. So if the whole thing goes sideways and they, they like need their, like their emergency person in the building. Um, and for a lot of our kids, it, it is the classroom teacher, but for some of our kids, it's not, it's the custodian, custodian or custodian or yeah, the front office secretary or 
you know, or lady in the library right. or the and crossing guard. It's, it's, it's everybody. Yeah, everybody has, um, that, you know, that special person that, that, you know, sees them in the schools. And that's really all of us, anybody who is employed by the public school system. And, you know, likewise with administration too. I mean, I always want to try to champion administration because, um, I can't do my job in the classroom either. If I'm having to worry about all of the things that our admin teams take care of, like payroll and benefits and HR and curriculum and, and handling the crazy parents. When yes. Send out an email that makes everybody mad. Like, yeah. Light somebody's hair on fire. And, um, I can't, you know, I can't handle, I can't, focus on the kids in my classroom if I have to be focused on maintaining all of those business matters in the school district. So we really hope to be a podcast that speaks to um, everybody involved in the public school system because it is, a, without a doubt, a 100% a team effort in focusing on on doing right by our community, our local community's children and every individual community across Texas. That's one of the best things about doing what Jane and I get to do is that we get to travel all over the state of Texas and see what public school is like in all these different places across Texas. Very different. And it's, it is very, very different um, in how each district goes about meeting the individual needs of and unique needs of its own you know, individual community. Um, and then it's also fun to see just exactly how similar <laughs> um, our job is, you know, like just all kids the are kids. Yeah. Kids are kids. Um, we always like to say the grass isn't greener. It's just different grass. Um, and yeah, that, that's one of the best parts to me though, is, is seeing all the things we have in common, but how we, we take that common goal and, uh, make it so specific and individualized for all the different communities across Texas. Um, I mean, you, you know, there's so many things that are so amazingly consistent when you start traveling across Texas. Um, you know, funny, quirky things like the smell of the laminator in the workroom. Like you can like find the workroom in any building just following the smell of the hot laminator. Um, well, and I think sometimes school district people and well, teachers maybe get the idea that, well, if I taught here or if I taught in a bigger school or if our school, if I made more money or if our football team did better or, you know, all kinds of silly things. And really this job would be easier. What we find is it's just a different set of problems, but really at the end of the day, it's people that love kids and want to make the best decisions for kids. Mm -hmm. You know, educators don't get up in the morning to think, how can I mess up the most number of kids today? What can I do to make dumb decisions? I mean, we don't think like that, but nope. I think sometimes that's the perception. So mm-hmm. just it, it's just fun for us to see the similarities, uh, and they think there's more differences than there really are. There's really not. It's no. just a group it's, of people that loves kids and are willing to do whatever it takes for them to be successful. Mm-hmm. Oh, and kids are kids for the most part. Um, you know, our community's needs and and things are a little bit different but at the end of the day they're they're still kids and they just want people who will take the time to build relationships with them and who you know and as a parent as a parent that's what you want to it it, as a as a public school parent you can think whatever you want about me but if you go out on a limb for my kid or you do something good for my kid I will forever be in your debt because that's we just want to know that the people that are in the schools with our kids or making decisions for our kids, love their job 
and want to be there with them. And, it, you know, it's, it's real fun for us sometimes to get to talk to kids because kids know. Oh, my They gosh. know who wants to be in the building with them and who doesn't. And I'm not even sure Miss so-and-so likes kids or I'm not even sure Coach so-and-so likes school and, you know, those kinds of things. Kids mm. are tough customers. They don't miss a thing. They don't miss it. And mm. so, you know, if you want to know about your school system in your community, talk to some kids. Get you a cross-section of kids in any Starbucks or – you know, Whataburger at two in the morning and, you know, talk to kids, see what they think about it. They'll tell you. Mm -hmm. They absolutely will. And, and they will be brutally honest (laughs) about it as well. Um, If, if the ones that we have raised are any um, indication, they will tell you exactly um, what they think is happening at the school. Um, it's part of the reason why I wanted to start this. Our kids, our kids are <laughs> teacher kids are a tough crowd yeah, though. They know kids how things are tough are, customers. They know how it's supposed to work, and they are pretty quick to point out you're doing it wrong. Yes, yes. I can remember um, the first picture of a bulletin board I ever got from one of my kids at school, um, who a teacher who'd put the letters on the bulletin board with push pins and not, you know, with the stapler open, open up, whacking it, open the stapler. Already. My kids are like, this is not okay. Um, they know, they know how school works. And so when it's not being done correctly, according to them, they're, they're pretty blunt and, and telling you exactly how they feel about it. Um, so maybe we'll have them on an episode yeah, we'll sometime to, too. We'll have to bring they're, some kids in. But. Uh, they're highly opinionated, which I'm not sure where they got that character trait yes, particularly, but um, they think that they know how school is supposed to work. And if they were in charge of the world, they, they yeah. think they have a better way. So we'll have them on an episode just to, yeah. to get their uh, take on their public school experience. Yeah. But we, I mean, as teachers, I taught high school. I like the big kids. Um, I do not like the big kids. And, no, Jane does not like the big kids. I'd I'm picky about the big kids I hang out with. I don't like the big kids either. <laughs> <laughs> well, I um, I had a great time in high school. Um, I as did a not student. have a great time in high school. And so my mom says that's why I had to go back and teach high school was because I wanted to just do it over and over and over again because I had such a good time. Um, but I do. I love that age group where they are uh, want to be treated like adults, but they're not quite there yet um and it's kind of a fine line to walk and but they're funny and they get my sense of humor and my snarky sarcastic side and um i'll always miss that about uh you know teaching high school i prefer the world of waist high hugs oh my lord um sometimes some snot and sometimes some tears but i prefer the little ones i'm not too little though i taught first grade for two years one time and that was the hardest there's like a potty in the room like that's always startled me some of them are afraid of it too because it flushes on its own it's really loud in there i can see where that would startle a small person yeah it's scary but it it was scary for me too because i'd never had a toilet in the room that's ridiculous i am petrified in a room of uh a large amount of little people because like class parties, not my thing. That's actually how Jane and I met. Um, our daughters were in kindergarten together. We met at the holiday party. Where Leslie Christmas had party. herself stationed by the door yes. as close to the exit as she could be and still be considered present oh in the God, party. Because they were, there was like all the, they'd give them all this sugar and they're running calm. around. They were sticky. No. Um, no. And the thing that grosses me out the most about a holiday party is icing a cookie or a cupcake and the licking. Well, that's what the licking why of the fingers, the licking stick. of the popsicle yeah. stick. It's just eat your cookie it's first. If you're going to eat a cookie, there's the rule. No, for I'm not eating parties. anything in that room, and I'm I'm going to need lots of hand gel and a, a a cold dark room afterwards with a weighted blanket, perhaps. It's hard. Um, it's a hard day. It's a hard day. A party day is a hard day. 
Party Mostly because you have all the crazy parents in the room. It was always a field day Ugh. that I always felt the need to like buy out the Sonic. Why don't we do that, in, don't we do that in the, the fall? School. Why does everybody want to do that in May? No, it's like a bajillion degrees. Let's do that in the That's fall. Great. October's a nice month for field yes. day. Yeah, I mean, those are the things, though, that you love about school because they just... They are. They are what They're they consistently, are. I mean, it's, it's consistently the same. Consistently torturous. What school you're at, where you are, it's field day is, is field day. The Thanksgiving meal is the, the Thanksgiving meal. And the, the last Friday of the month is a fire, fire drill. drill. Yes, whether you always. had planned it or not, or whether you had a pep rally or not, or whether you had an assembly a or few not. Years ago, I did. I got caught at the elementary school. I was volunteering, and um, I had never experienced. A, an elementary fire drill. There's, it's very orderly. Yeah, it's very orderly. Like at the high school, when the when the fire when the fire alarm goes off, like everybody just leaves. Like, and they probably all go home. It's possible. And so they they all go out to the parking lot, right? And we shoot, you know, we shoo them back like behind a certain line, you know, in case the building falls down or whatever. But I'm at the elementary school, and the fire alarm goes off. It's like silent except for the fire alarm. Like there, no, the kids are not talking. Order, order. They all file out of the room with their teacher. They walk to the end of the the, the playground, and the teacher counts them, and then stands there with her hand up, and in complete silence. It was the it was the weirdest thing I'd ever Leslie seen. Leslie called me, and she's like, "What's the deal? All the teachers had their hand up. And they had a clipboard." I'm like, "Yes, you have to count your kids, and then when your hand <laughs> is up." Everyone is present and accounted for. If your hand is down, somebody needs to come talk to you because you are missing one. Well, at the high school, I don't, I don't know. How can you I even call know. that a fire drill if you don't even know if everybody's outside? Okay. We they, we told them to get out. Well, I, mean, <laughs> I hope that worked they, out for you. They don't want to stay. I mean, they're looking for any excuse in the well, world to get out and go true. to the student parking lot and hang, you know true. get in their car and try to flee. So I mean, they ain't hanging out there. Although I do remember when I first started teaching at North Mesquite High School, we would still, that's way back in the day, we'd evacuate for a bomb threat. And so we'd get all out there, except if you were a department chair, you had to stay in the building and what? help start. Yes. If you were a department chair, you had to stay inside the building after the everybody else had evacuated and look no. for the bomb. I'm not looking for a bomb. You had an assigned portion no. of the building what are you gonna do if you find it i don't know because i'm gonna tell you i had MacGyver. The, well, there was this i was in room b26 it was on it was right there by the front and there was like a boiler room or i don't even know what that room was it just had a lot of equipment in there it. would be a bomb in there i, I think until, well if there was i wouldn't have known what it was because i didn't know what any of that stuff was but i had I'm to confused search confused about that we need to research that what's it's true what happens if you find it well i don't know but now we don't evacuate you know for bombs. we shelter in place we shelter stuff. we shelter in place and or equally confusing, but we still that do seems that. worse right. than having someone look for the bomb. Well, but you're having an untrained person look for the would, bomb. It would the, the bomb threat was fake, and you evacuated all the kids. You've now made them all a target in the parking lot to shoot uh, them, to yeah. you know pick them off as yeah, they come out. That the door. was yeah. the that's the logic I think behind not evacuating. Hence the term threat. Yeah, yeah. but I think I looking well, for the did bomb. Did y'all have SROs back then though? Um, no, not when we were in school, but when I started teaching, we had an SRO. At, I don't really um, remember that. No. Yeah, we had an SRO then. Yeah, because it would probably operate early, a little bit differently now with that. Uh, that was a, a mid to late 90s thing. Well, and there weren't cameras on every square inch of the entire campus either. Oh, no. And parking lot. Yeah. No, not at all. Kicking it old school then. No, it's very different now. Um, even from when we first started in our career. Um, so to what school is like now. Yeah. I mean, the kids are the same and the, you know, certain things are the same, but you don't need your 
special stash of uh, overhead markers. My fanny pack for my overhead projector. Yeah. I taught from 93 to 2000. Had a baby in 2000. Stayed home for six years. When I went back in 2007, a lot of the teaching supplies that I had in Mm -hmm. 2000 were not necessary anymore. I mean, I had a, Mm -hmm. a coveted fanny pack for my... Uh, overhead that the pocket chart people made. I mean, it was fancy. And I didn't even have an overhead when I went back to teaching. I had a smart board. So that was a sad day. Yeah, really. it's a little, yeah, the technology is really advanced. So I was, well, we moving and um, we've bought a new house and we're starting to clean out, you know, getting ready for the move. And so today Scott chose to clean out the attic. And so That's several fun. of the boxes that he brought down from the attic were the things that I had brought home when I left the classroom. And so chalk I, chuck in there. <laughs> well, I threw away several file folders oh. full of, and you will, you will appreciate this colored transparencies oh, yeah. like colored map transparencies different it, colors now. it hurt my heart a little i'm not gonna lie to put those in a trash bag because i worked so hard to get them i mean yeah. like a color, color transparency, transparency that's high dollar ex- those were expensive yeah, that's high dollar there's not there's yeah. yeah and i'm not sure what my kids would know a transparency what, a, what would you even do with that you would literally have to hold it up to the light know, like right? a slide I mean, there's nothing to put that on any longer so, um, yeah, I mean, I kind of miss those things, but I mean, the technology our kids get to use today is absolutely amazing. Um, well, and they're way more technologically whoa. advanced than I am. Yes. I mean, I even remember the kid that's taping this podcast, mm-hmm. helping me get a video off my phone onto my computer. Cause I didn't know how to do that. And mm-hmm. he did it in about two keystrokes. Now, th- this generation that's in school now from, what is it? Like 99 to I don't remember what the decade is, but they're our first true digital natives. Like they grew up with cell phone and um, iPods and iPod touches and all those crazy things as they evolved. They were in the hands of these kids. So it's it's amazing how quickly they can adapt to like new technology and the stuff they're doing with it in our schools, just the you know, the, some of the things that our kids like that, what is that class at the CTE center? Um, that's like business marketing and they mm-hmm. print, you know, banners and t-shirts and they have all those gigantic printers in there. And, um, well, and just, even like the CTE center, it, the class in video game design, design yes, is taught by design. the geekiest guy. He's mm-hmm. just like the kids that are in his class. I'm like, you were probably that kid in a black hoodie. And so that's, that's an interesting component to school now is that those types of classes and certification courses are being taught by business people, people from the business community. The Mm -hmm. architectural class is actually taught by an actual architect who has worked in an architectural firm and things like that. And those are, those are great opportunities for kids. Chefs. So we'll have to check into that a little bit. Yeah, one of that's one of my favorite things about public school today. You know, people want to talk about how it used to be so much better because we taught things like, you know, skills that kids really needed to know to get jobs. And, um, you know, why don't we teach woodshop? And why don't we teach what well, we, we do? We're just teaching the present day version. You know, it's construction science or architecture or welding kids leave in school with certifications and welding that'll get them a job you know we were in a district um, a couple of uh, last week and they had 97 different certifications that their students could graduate with 97 mm-hmm. and those are kids that are ready to get a job 
making more money than I made the first year I taught, taught school. Oh, I mean, a cosmetology license, the lady that cuts my hair makes more than I made when I taught school at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, used to, we'd have maybe, we might have cosmetology. Might have we shop. Yeah, you might have had shop um, and cosmetology, but that, that was, was probably it. it. Well, I mean, when, when, I grad, when I was in high school, I took audio video production with Mayo, and that helped me get the job I have right now, which is actually working for Waller ISD down close to Houston doing videography. Video yeah. yeah, I mean, I didn't get certified or anything like that. Like, it wasn't a certification, but, but it was just... But you learned skills. the skills yeah, you needed to know. It was just a class that I went to for two hours a day. To be editing and yeah, yeah learning how and to really use the, the equipment, the, the industry standard equipment. That's the other thing. Yeah, well, and really, like, the value in that class wasn't in, like, what they were teaching me. It was just having a place to, like get my hands on the equipment and do it every single day and like practice by doing it well and to be with people that thought like you yeah yeah that helps a lot to like be surrounded by like kind of your people (laughs) it's it's a lot easier to like click and make friends that way to geek out when you see some new technology thing when this person is as excited about it as you are i can't talk about this stuff like this podcast stuff i couldn't talk about that in algebra 2 I was a weird we'll kid about in Algebra 2. In algebra two. It's I horrible. Was, I tried to be real quiet in there. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, that's the value, I think, of having so many options in our schools today is that every kid has the option to find um, a group of people that they click with surrounded by an interest, you know, or a common interest. Um, and, you know, first and foremost, if kids are uncomfortable at school because they don't have a group that they, you know, that their they people. fit with their people, their sponsor, their teacher that speaks their language, then the school day is really long and it's really tough to sit there and, you know, pay attention in algebra two or English or, you know, the classes that may or may not be your favorite. Um, when you don't have that place that you look forward to and excel in and get to be with the people that, um, are kind of wired up like you. Yeah. I was like, it was like a, it was like a perfect place to like, just kind of like, I could depend on that every single day and just be. Yeah, it was like it was like an like it was just perfect because high school for me sucked. <laughs> so having at least that one good part of my day was Kept you a, going was back. a godsend. Well, yeah. in high school, and it was really the really the teacher and the environment she created mm-hmm. because it like she was one of the very few teachers I had that had like she treated her classroom as if it was just like a workplace. So she treated you as if she, like you were a colleague. So like we, we were in there making graphics and videos and stuff for the daily, for the daily broadcasts and stuff. And she would just treat it as if it was a job. She wouldn't like talk down to us and like talk to us like we were students, That's like cool. most teachers do. So That's cool. I yeah. encourage, you know, if, you, if it's been a while since you've been in a school, you need to go check it out, whether that's elementary or a junior high, or middle school or a high school, you know, go to the front office. Hey, can I, you know, observe in a classroom? They're going to let you. They want people to come in and see. That's a lot of people think that it's a big secret what's going on up here. We're not secretive. We want people to come in and see how amazing oh. our kids are, how great our colleagues are, how amazing our facilities are. I mean, the, the schools today, even the buildings even an old building what you might consider old is not like the building that i went to school in oh my gosh if it's been a while you should go check it out you should go check it out kindergartners are doing amazing things they're coding i'm not really even entirely sure what coding is it has something to do with computers but they're six and they're doing it on in in um a friend of ours it's kindergarten teacher i couldn't get the smart board on or off or whatever and this you know five-year-old was like um, you know basically step aside step aside you're doing it i don't know what you're doing um 
yeah, I don't, I don't know how to use that. And so, yeah, this it's school is just, I mean, there's a whole lot in there uh, today that wasn't there in generations uh, prior technology wise, but also in how kids are, are treating one another, um, you know, thanks to character ed programs that we've done with them since they were in kindergarten. Um, More socially aware, for sure, for mm-hmm. sure. All the service projects that kids do today, that, um, you know, every club and organization in a school district has to do a service project every semester. Um, so they're, they're giving back to their own communities. Um, their kids are really amazing, and so are the people who give up their, because most of those extracurriculars are, um, and clubs and organizations are outside a teacher's contract oh, day. Yeah. So that's, they're giving up their personal time to make sure that our kids have, um, you know, opportunities a and a place. So those things are not included in your, you know, your, your daily contract day. So, um, you know, having people in our schools that are willing to sponsor those clubs and organizations, those are pretty amazing people to give up their free time to do that. No, we, um, there's so much, like Jane said, that's, that's going on in our public schools and we're not in the process of hoarding information and trying to keep what we're doing a secret. No, no. come check us out. um, Yeah. Come, come check us out. And if you're in education, encourage uh, people in your communities to come check us out, especially your over 65 population. Engage them. Um, They make great volunteers because they are consistent. Yes. And faithful. Um, but involve them in your schools, invite them to come to, you know, the fourth grade program and the, you know, holiday concerts and things that are going to be coming up because. Well, in public school used to be the only game in town. If you had a kid and they were school age, they were in a public school. And now there's so many other options and that's great. And But we just want to make sure that the word that's getting out and what parents are using to make those decisions for their kids are based on facts and a lot of mis, you know, misinformation and what people think is happening is what's shaping people's decisions about what kind of schooling for their children. And, you know, I, we have three very different kids, three very different learners. And, you know, I don't know, given the options that are out now, I might choose a different option for one of them, but I would hope that I would make those decisions on facts and and what's best for kids. Yeah. And the more people we can invite in to come see our schools. I remember before Thomas here started kindergarten, um, even though I was a big fan of public school and a public school teacher and a product of the public school system. Um, we went and looked at a private school here in our community because I'm like, well, I don't know anything about private school. Maybe I need to check that out. Um, and we ultimately made the decision to put him in, in public school, um, for a variety of reasons. But I also asked, I went up to our elementary school and I asked if I could have a tour, if somebody could take me around and show me. And so, you know, reaching out to those people in your community that, that have kids who are about to start school and they're about to make that decision, invite them to come in and see what we're all about. I think they'll, they'll be pleasantly surprised when they come in um, and check us out. We'll be amazed. I mean, y'all, our kids are good. They're doing good things. They're good. Um, Our public schools are achieving more today than they ever have in history. Um, People like to talk about back in the day being the golden age of education when the reality is that the golden age of education for our public school students is today. Um, They have so many more options, um, so many more opportunities, 
and um, tons and tons of people who are willing to build relationships with them and um, and are there because they, they love kids and they enjoy seeing kids succeed. So that's really our story is we're just um, two people who are super passionate about our public school system. And as this podcast progresses, um, we'll have uh, maybe a little bit more, you know, each one will have maybe a different topic. If you have ideas or there's things that you'd like to hear us talk about, um, subject matter, um, if you have questions for us, we're on Twitter and Facebook and um Wherever you, wherever you get your podcasts um, through Spotify or Apple, um, you know, you can but connect with us. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to get your feedback on some things that you'd like to hear us talk about. And so um, we will see you guys next time. Thanks for tuning Thanks in. Thanks for tuning in. Bye.